than our main pastor, Reverend Dr. Vincent Liu. Church, be blessed. Good morning, Church, and welcome to our online service once again. Shalom to each and every one of you. Say together with me, this is the Word of God. I believe in the Word of God. I trust in the Word of God. I receive the Word of God into my life today. Today, I'd like to share from a passage of Scripture taken from the book of Acts, chapter 24. This was the time when Paul, Paul was arrested by the mob while he was in the temple in Jerusalem. He was taken before Felix, the governor. Felix was a very irreligious, ungodly, wicked man. And so there, Paul stood before Felix, defending himself. Paul says, actually, there was no case. He was brought to the trial on a theological matter where the court should not be even looking at it. Felix also understood and knew that there was no case against Paul. But because of various reasons, he did not reach a verdict on that day. Instead, he kept Paul bound in prison. And the Bible tells us in verse 27, as chapter 24, verse 27, but after two years, Porcia Festus succeeded Felix. And Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound. So for two years, Paul was left in prison. It was a political decision by Felix. There was no reason for Paul to be in prison. Two years. Two years do not seem to be long unless you are the one in prison. Paul could have said, Two years of wasted time, wasted life. It seems that everything was on hold in Paul's life at that time for two years while he was in prison. So this morning, I'd like to share on when life is on hold. When nothing seems to happen, when the years drifted by, wasted. Perhaps during the pandemic, that's how we feel as well. It's been around in Malaysia for one and a half years. It may even go to two years or longer, we do not know. And much of that time has been under lockdown. We may not be in prison, but we feel like Life is on hold. Your career is on hold. Your plans are on hold. What do you do? How do you handle your life when it seems to be on hold? Let me give you the five W's on how to handle life when it is on hold. 
First of all, wait. Type in the chat group and say, wait. Wait out. Wait it out on God's timing. Wait it out in God's waiting room. You know, nowadays we have Zoom meetings so very often and regularly. And one of the functions and, uh, and one of the ways in which Zoom works is many times you have, may have to wait outside in the main lobby or in the waiting room before you are admitted. And some of us, if we are waiting there for a short while, we get, we get impatient. And you wonder, hey, is this thing working? Until the administrator admits you in. You see, Paul was in prison for two years. And there was no reason for him to be there. But Felix decided to imprison him. Because as the Bible says here, he was hoping for a bribe from Paul. Oh, gov corrupt governments is not a new thing. It is as old as Cain itself. But Paul could have, could have sought release from prison if he would just pay the bribe to Felix. He could be a free man. But Paul would not buy his way out. Instead, he decided to wait it out because he knew that God has a reason for him to be there. So he waited on God instead of seeking freedom. Sometimes when, Paul, when, when life puts us on hold, we have to sense even how God is leading and guiding us. In the book of Samuel, in 1 Samuel, chapter 22, verse 3, David says, I will wait till I know what God will do to me. He was in Mithpah, and he asked even the rulers there to receive and to help take care of his family. He says, I will wait until I know what God is doing in my life at this time. Sometimes we do not know what God is doing. But like David, if you will just wait on God, you will not miss out on the good things that God has for you. What, we, what can carry us through that time of waiting? We have to trust in God. Trust in God's person. Paul had a wonderful relationship with God. Paul knows God, the heartbeat of God, the care, the love, the compassion, the protection of the Lord has been upon his life. He has gone through so many dangers before. And he knew God. He knows that God can be trusted. So he trusted in God's person, that God would take care of him. 
As somebody have said, yesterday, God helped me. Today, he did the same. How about tomorrow? How long will he continue? Forever. Forever. Praise be his name. God does not change. Yesterday, today, forever. He will take care of each and every one of us and he will carry you through so you can trust in the person of God. You can also trust even in the purpose of God. Paul could have easily said, what am I doing here in prison? Two years. Why am I wasting out my life here? But he did not say that. He knew that God has a purpose. And later on, that purpose of God is seen through the trial that he has to go through. In chapter 25, verse 3, there was a plot by the Jews to kill Paul. He had to go through even trials, danger, threat, physically, legally, spiritually. But he knew that God has a purpose through all of that. And he trusted in God's purpose. That even though while he was in prison for two years and nothing seems to be working, but God is still at work in his life. You can depend on that. When nothing seems to be working, our God is still working behind the scene. Nothing happens to us by accident. All the seemingly random activities and events, political, situational, economically, in every way, these are not random acts that happen. But God has a purpose for us even through all of these. We may not know everything. Like David, he will just wait on God and see what God will do. And I tell you, God is doing something. He is in control. Chat, type in the chat group and say, God is still working. So we will wait it out. And be patient before the Lord. The Bible says in Isaiah 64 verse 4, For since the world began, no ear has heard, no eye has seen a God like you, who works for those who wait for Him. I like that. Receive the word of the Lord this morning for you. God works for those who wait for Him. The second W is to work on. You wait, but it doesn't mean that you don't do anything. Some of us think, okay, I wait for God. So God, you do everything. And I remain passive and I do nothing. 
That's not Paul. While he waited on God, he also worked on. He continued his work. The Bible tells us that even though Paul was arrested and imprisoned, actually he was actually he was under house arrest. In other words, he has the freedom to receive people. People can visit him. He wasn't in isolation. And during that time, while he received visitors and friends, Paul would continue doing his work. There was the same situation later on when he was in prison in Rome. And the Bible does tell us that Paul continued preaching. Paul continued discipling and teaching the word of the Lord to those Christians and believers who come to him. And I believe that he did the same thing here during those two years. It wasn't a time of just doing nothing. He was busy ministering even to all those who came to him. We do not know how many people, but he continued serving the Lord. Sometimes we think that under this lockdown, there's nothing that we can do. We are just going to waste our years. No, keep on working. A French engineer was traveling on a boat or a boat or a ship rather in the Mediterranean Ocean when the fellow passenger contracted a contagious disease. With the result, the ship was quarantined. The entire ship was quarantined. And this really frustrated the engineer. So to pass the time, he read the memoirs or autobiography of Charles Pezzi, who had come, who had, who had done a feasibility study on constructing a canal linking the Red Sea to the Mediterranean. And as he read the autobiography, he began to devise a detailed plan for the construction of the Suez Canal, which was completed under his leadership in the year 1869. For Ferdinand de Lesseps, that ship's quarantine, that experience of putting his life on hold, turned out to be immensely valuable to the world. He never stopped thinking. He never stopped working as an engineer, even under quarantine. We know that nowadays there are a lot of people working from home. And it may be the new normal in days to come. And maybe it's already right now. But working from home can be challenging. And it's not easy, really. 
because it's so easy to be distracted. And some have even taken working from home as a holiday, as a leave, or maybe even as part-time job already. They don't devote the full hours to their job. But the Christian work ethic will tell us that we are working and serving and it should be as hard in the light as it is in the darkness. Whether people are watching or not watching, whether people are keeping time on us or not. We give of our best. We can take it very easy and light on the job. And many times we can get away with it. But that would not be productive. Work is a dignity. It is dignified. It is to be productive. It is to live out even our calling, whatever our job may be. It may be an admin assistant. It may be a fireman, policeman. It may be just a driver. Or maybe a boss. You find that we put in and we continue our work. Work does not stop at all. Thank God that among our GT staff, some of our staff members, when they have to take, for example, even their parents to the vaccination center, or even when they themselves have to go to the vaccination center for vaccination, they take half-day leave. And at other times also, they take leave because they know that they are working even though it is work from home. And if it is for personal things, it's right to just take leave for doing that. But not everybody is, taking, is doing that. But I would encourage you to just change your perspective and take work even as a serious calling in itself. And you can be most productive just like Ferdinand de Lesseps. He came up with that idea and plan for constructing the Suez Canal when he was under quarantine. Work on my brother, my sister. So we wait, we work on, and thirdly, we have to work through. Tuck in the chat group and say, work through. What do I mean by that? Simply stated in a proverb, proverb, proverbial manner, it is to make lemonade. There is a saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Now, lemons are sour. And we don't like that taste. And sometimes that's what life gives to us. 
Nothing pleasant, nothing sweet. Everything is just sour. Nothing is working out. Everything is negative. So what do you do? When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. In fact, some people have taken that even further. When life gives you lemon, make orange juice. And let people wonder how you do it. And many times, life will hand us lemons. There will be problems, there will be negative situations, and things will not always work out the way that you want it. And so Paul was in prison. Besides just working on, even uh, 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 in discipling the people who came to him. And instead of vegetating in prison, he makes lemonade. He began to write letters. He made the best out of the situation. That's what it basically means. You make the best out of the situation. You turn the situation around from negative to positive. From wastefulness to fruitfulness. That's the challenge of life when life puts you on hold. Don't go into a negative mode. Paul never complained at all about his time in prison. Paul never sought and turned negative. But instead, he used that situation for the glory of Almighty God. And when life puts us on hold, it's so easy to just sink into the negativities of life. It's so easy to get depressed. It's so easy to complain about everything. But rather, I challenge you, make lemonade. When life hands you lemons, how do you do that? Let me tell you the story. of Victor, Victor Navoski, in the movie, The Terminal, played by Tom Hanks, and also Catherine Zeta-Jones. And in that 2004 movie, The Terminal, Victor is a man from Eastern Europe who arrives at New York, City's Kennedy Airport. Soon after his arrival, he discovers that during his flight, his home government is overthrown. Because of the military coup, the U.S. no longer recognizes his country. Therefore, voiding Victor's passport. So Navasky is denied entrance to the United States. He cannot 
leave the airport. And he also cannot be deported. He is told by the security manager that he has to remain in the airport until his status can be fixed. So Victor is trapped in the airport terminal. And you know how long he was trapped there? For nine months. Nine months. His life is on hold. He cannot even leave the airport. So what did Victor do? He simply makes the terminal his home. As he waits, guess what? He learns a new language. He speaks Bulgarian, but he learns a new language. He finds a job. He develops friendship. Victor even finds romance with a beautiful flight attendant named Amelia. Finally, the war in Krakosia ended and in the end, Victor's country is stabilized and his passport is accepted and Victor is allowed to go home. I like that story. I watched it before, a drama and a comedy. But it shows that when life is on hold, like Victor, quarantined, trapped in the airport for nine months, he turned it around. He turned it around. When life hands you lemons, make lemonade. Better still, make orange juice. Some of us have lost job and it's tough. It's depressing. Perhaps it may even rob you of that self-esteem that you have. And as a church, even right now, and for the past many months, we have been helping a lot of people who have lost jobs, who are in financial problem, and through our food bank, and through our Horeb, we have expended about easily half a million ringgit to help all those people. If you were to hear their stories, they are very sad. And some are, praise the Lord, beginning to come out of it. We will continue to stand by them and help them wherever possible. And thank you, church, even for your faithful reaching out and support of these people. But the help that we extend to them or to you who have been affected it's only temporary. Finally, it is an internal war. When life gives you a lemon, what are you going to do? All the aid that 
people can give is only temporary. Finally, like Victor, in the terminal, you have to rise up and you have to decide and make resolve that you're going to turn things around no matter what happens. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your situation. And for some of us, we may not have lost our job, but maybe this is the time for us to work through the situation. To even learn something new, to reinvent, reinvent ourselves. If you are able to afford it, maybe this is the best time for you to invest in learning and growing through online courses, upgrade your skills so that when the market opens, you are in a better position than before. This is not a wasted time. You work through it. And the Lord, our God, who is working in us and through us, will carry us through and prepare us even for the future. And so while life is on hold, we wait, we work on, we work through. And fourthly, well-being. We keep fit. You notice that Paul, while he was in prison, he did not just waste his life away physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. In fact, when, while he was defending himself before Felix, he said, I gladly made my defense. There was that emotional well-being. He wasn't drained out emotionally by defeat, by negativities. And when later on he was brought before other authorities, you find that his mind was sharp. His spirit was quickened. In other words, those two years imprisonment, he was very careful on his welfare, personal well-being. When he was preaching to Felix, he talked about self-control. Now, of all things, you are talking to the governor who is a cruel, wicked person about self-control. But I believe that Paul himself exercised self-control in all of these areas so that when he was called to defend himself, he would be ready, he would be prepared. He never knew when that day will be, but he's always prepared. Now you have seen some movies, for example, when somebody is in prison and he knew, he, he knew that there is a job to be done the moment that he is released and he has to keep himself fit. So what does he do? He even kept up his physical well-being and vigor 
by exercising even in the prison cell, doing push-ups or other forms of, of exercise to keep one fit. It is so very easy during this lockdown to just become what we call couch potatoes. We do nothing but just lie on the couch watching movies and nothing wrong with watching movies. I watch movies as well. But it's so easy to just become couch potatoes and do nothing and, and, and soon we, be, we, we, we find that our, our belly, you know, begin to swell up and, 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 and all kinds of physical symptoms begin to appear because of lack of exercise and sometimes we even give up on all these things. Mentally, we are not challenged anymore. Spiritually also, we can easily lose out. But don't. Take this time to, to take care of your well-being. Stay in the scriptures. Read the scriptures. Seek the face of the Lord. Read some good books that will help you. Interact with people. Well-being is so very important during this time. So that when the time is right, we'll be ready to face the other challenges in the world. And the last W is witness. Share your faith. Bible tells us here that Paul shared his faith with Felix. And that's Apostle Paul. When he was a free man, he would preach the gospel. He would preach Jesus Christ. When he was in prison, he would preach Jesus Christ. He would write about Jesus Christ. Wherever he is, whenever he has the opportunity, he preaches Christ. Let us don't... Let us not stop preaching Christ. The gospel must be taken to the world. That is, that is the only hope for the world. Paul talked to Philip about Jesus Christ, about judgment, because there is going to come a day of judgment when everybody will stand before God. And only those whose sins have been forgiven, cleansed. will have eternal life. Paul preached Christ to Felix. And Felix was shaken, the Bible says. He sent Paul away. Until a more convenient time, the Bible says. But the more convenient time never came. Although Phyllis was shaken, he was not safe. The opportunity was given. And for those of you who do not know Jesus Christ, it is a matter of life and death. Not just on this earth, but for all eternity. And I pray that you will open your heart to receive Jesus Christ 
Don't put it off like Felix anymore. Today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. And for all of us who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever the situation is, let's share Jesus. Let's evangelize. Let's tell the world about the good news that we have. The only hope is in Christ and Christ alone. Who died on the cross to give us eternal life. And so, Paul preached Jesus Christ. The day came when after two years, he was released from prison. And God will release us from whatever things that shackle us, that bind us even today. Let us continue to live for Him. Whatever the situations. And so brothers and sisters, while and when life is on hold for you, learn to wait. Learn while life is on hold for you to work on, to work through to take care of your well-being and to witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. For those of you who do not know Jesus as yet, I would like to invite you to receive this hope that we have in God who gave us his only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that we can receive eternal life and not judgment, forgiveness instead, and pardon for our sins. You can have that new life with God. And there are people who are ready and willing to just pray with you for this greatest decision that you can ever make. Don't put it off anymore. Today is the day of salvation. So go to our Zoom room, Zoom prayer room. Just click on that link that appears on the screen and somebody will lead you even to the greatest decision that you can ever make and receive that life that you will never regret. But some of us are struggling with our life when it is on hold. And you are waiting on God for the next move. Let us pray with you. Don't rush ahead of God. But God has something for you, even in His waiting room. Some of us are trying our best under lockdown situation to work but we may find it difficult. It may be a struggle. Let us pray with you in your working situation and environment. Some of you are in a very, very difficult situation, negative things around you. Your life is just so sour and nothing is working out right. How do you make lemonade out of it? 
Let our people and our pastor just pray together with you and God will make a way. Some of you need that healing and that touch from the Lord. Physically for healing. Emotionally, you are troubled or depressed. Spiritually, we are, you are weak and out of touch with God. You need prayer. You need to, the strength of the Lord, the power of the Lord to heal, to deliver, and to touch you. Go to that Zoom prayer room and pastors are ready to just pray along with you as well. And during this time, and especially during this month and next month, is going to be our month of evangelism and witnessing and reaching out. Let God use you even to share the best news on earth, the good news to everybody, to be a witness for Him. Let me pray for you right now. And after that, you can just go into our Zoom prayer room for personal prayer from our pastors and leaders. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that our life is in your hands and you are in control of every situation. So Lord, while life seems to be on hold for us, you have a solution, you have a plan, you have a purpose, you are working, dear Lord. And so I pray right now for the blessings of Almighty God to rest upon each and every one of us that, Lord, even while life is on hold, God, you will grant us the victory. You will grant us the success. You will grant us the creativity. You will grant us the power to overcome every situation that wants to pull us down in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak, dear Lord, even your life even into our work, even into our situation, that things will just turn around while we wait on you, dear Lord. You are faithful and you will carry us through. So Father, I pray God that you will also use each and every one of us during this time to be a witness for you, dear Lord, to bring the good news to everybody. Father, bless your people, I pray, and use us. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Shalom and God bless you. Let us continue to just live for the Lord, rise in the Lord, and let's just worship Him even right now. Amen.